Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hello, brilliant listener. Today, I have the pleasure of sharing a really powerful interview with you. The sacred message of diabetes with Janice from the Sugar Sweet Enemy podcast. She's a powerhouse and she has an amazing story to tell. And we trust that you will be educated, illuminated, and uplifted. Share this podcast episode with anyone you know struggling with a diagnosis of diabetes 2. Because you can overcome this, you can heal this, you can do hard things. Without further ado, enjoy this week's Soul Health Mentor episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor. I'm very excited to have a meaningful, transformational conversation with Janice Walters. She's a motivational type 2 diabetes coach, an author of an alternative recipes book, which is diabetes friendly. She also manages a type 2 diabetes group, and she has a podcast, Genesis Speaks Diabetes, the Sugar Sweet Enemy, and that's actually where we met because I had the honor to share my mind, body, heart, spirit perspective on Genesis podcast because I also experienced diabetes too at age 28. Welcome, Janice. It's so wonderful to have you on Soul Health Mentor. Hi there, Nadia. Thank you for inviting me to be on this show. I am so excited to be here and to share the story. So thank you for inviting me. Hello, everyone. While we were getting to know each other on the podcast, we, I, just, I just was blown away by your experience of diabetes too, because my experience was mild compared to yours. You yes. had some really, really serious symptoms. Tell us more about that. Yes. So I have actually been a long-term type two diabetic for many, many years. Um, first, it was a pre-diagnosis. I went to the doctor's office for my regular yearly checkup and I was told that um, I am pre-diabetic. So I really needed to manage my sugars and get them down because if I did not do that, then I would eventually get diabetes. Well, of course, I thought at the time, well, I don't have it yet. So not a big deal, right? So I kind of um, diminished it a little bit, if you want to put it that way. I kind of didn't really put an emphasis or a sense of urgency on that I really need to take some serious um, changes to this. So I just kind of kept on doing, I made some uh, small changes, but nothing really significant. And I just kept really basically doing what I was doing and eating what I was eating. So eventually what happened was it developed into 
full-blown diabetes. But as time went on, because I did not really take it that seriously even then, I developed some really serious issues. Two of them were life-changing. One of them was when I had a bite, don't know what it was that bit me. Usually I am allergic to mosquito bites, but this time I had no idea what it was because it looked different than a mosquito bite. And eventually after a few days, I noticed it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, what is going on? What is this? And it was painful and it was just itchy and irritated. And eventually it opened up and became um, a weeping, seeping wound and sore. And I was on a contract. So I was traveling for my job. So I really didn't have access to my doctors or my internist or any of that. So I was on the road. And I, when I looked at it again, after a couple of weeks, it was open and seeping and it was just really, really in bad shape. So I decided to go to the pharmacy and get some over-the-counter stuff to kind of use saline solution to, you know, to clean it and bandages. And then when I covered it with the bandages, it seemed like it was weeping even more and then just soaking the bandage and it was just a total mess. So that was the first issue. What happened was I didn't get home to Atlanta until a few weeks after I went to an urgent care center. So on the road, um, somebody suggested that I go to an urgent care doctor to kind of see what was going on with, with, with this leg. So I went to an urgent care center. He took one look at it and said, you really need to get back to your doctors because this is in really bad shape. It looks terrible. So it wasn't until a few weeks later that I got home because my focus still wasn't even on that. Even then, my focus was on this contract that I was on and made and basically delivering my deliverables for this contract. So I didn't get home until several weeks later. When I did, by then, I think I was seeing red blotches on my skin. So which means that now my blood was now getting poisoned and it was septic. It was just oozing and it was just really, really bad shape. So I took a picture sent it to my sister in Florida who works at a hospital and who happens to kind of know all the doctors on a first name basis. And she got really, really mad at me. She was saying to me, you know what? Why did you wait till it got so bad? You need to get on the first plane to Florida because I'm going to set you up with an appointment where they can take a look at this leg because this looks really, really bad to me. So that was on a Friday. I flew into um, Florida that Sunday and that Monday, she had an appointment set up for me with her doctor, a specialist. And the vascular surgeon um, looked at it and then said, and the doctor looked at it and said, I'm going to send you to the hospital. And I was like, what do you mean send me to the hospital? I've got a contract that I have to go back to. Um, so he said, no, you're not going anywhere with that leg like that. So he got on the phone immediately. And he called the hospital ahead and he said, I'm sending a patient to you and I want you to admit her and take a look at this leg. There's no way that she can go anywhere without somebody taking a look at this leg. And also you need to get the, um, the disease specialist. You know, they have, um, they didn't know if it was some kind of a virus or whatever. So they want me to kind of get CDC involved and have a specialist take a look at it as well. So I went into the hospital that Monday and then the operation took place that Wednesday, and it just happened to be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So the very next day, I was in the hospital getting an operation and in the hospital for Thanksgiving. So I came out of the hospital, and it wasn't too long after that that I was having eye issues, blurry vision, 
seeing like floaters in my eye, all of that. And then when I got back to work, um, the doctor said, I mean, my friend said to me, that doesn't sound right with your having floaters in your eye and blurry vision and all that. Called her daughter who works as a nurse and the nur- and her da- daughter said, as a nurse and from my personal opinion or medical p- opinion, she needs to go to somebody immediately because she can go blind. And I, that scared me. Right there, that scared me. But so with the leg happening, that was almost, what, eight months before that healed. Um, and then I had a wound care specialist that was taking care of it because it got reinfected because I was trying to do it myself. It was a total mess for about eight months. Then now with this eye issue, that, that was just too much. It was overwhelming. And I was like, first of all, I'm not losing a limb. Second of all, I'm not going to go blind from this disease. This is something that I could manage. This is something that I need to take a hold of and take seriously. And I need to get it right because I'm not about to lose my sight and I'm not about to lose a limb to this disease, especially when I know what to do. I know that it's my sugar and I know what I need to do in terms of my sugar intake. So that's basically the story in a nutshell. It was just those two things that made me sit up and take notice finally, because it was it was overwhelming to be able to think about the fact of losing your sight or losing a limb to a disease that you could manage. It just didn't make sense. And at that point, I decided that was it. I remember going into the um, operation room when, I was, when they were going to do the operation on my leg to cut out the bad tissue and the gangrene tissue. And I'm crying. The tears are falling down my face. And I said, Lord, if I get out of this, I promise I'll make some changes because I don't want to lose a limb. And so that was when it was a pivotal moment for me to change and decide to take my life seriously, to take my health seriously, and that something had to be done to change that. Thank you. So that's pretty much the story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And and obviously it's it's a whole progression. And I'm just going to recap just to make sure that I heard you right. So what I heard was that you had exams that were meant to be preventative, but that yes. rational voice, because I talk about out of your mind and into your heart wisdom, and there's right. different aspects of the mind. There's mm-hmm. that rational mind that will say, ah, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have it. So I clearly heard you share that, that voice that was telling you, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then you shared the progression of it getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I remember listening to Oprah and I shared that on your podcast. That's how I learned about diabetes symptoms. And I also remember Oprah sharing, and I'm paraphrasing here, that first there's a pebble, then there's a stone knocking on Yes. And then there's brick and that brick is going to break your window. And that is the full blown out manifestation. So it's this progression from the pebble to the rock, to the brick. And the brick was really serious because you were about to lose almost your leg and your eye. And that's something that I experienced that moment of like, I am not going to lose my leg or my eye to this disease, especially if I'm empowered to take new action and change. And that is that moment for me, that's, that's how I experience it. When you come into your heart and you're like, this is not okay. Can you relate to that? Yes, I can actually relate to that because 
I went through all of the things that you were talking about. I went through, first of all, it was denial at first. Like, well, I don't have it yet. So I've got some time, right? And then when I got the diabetes, my whole thing was, see, you did this to yourself. Now you have it. So now you're going to have to do something about it. So I made some incremental changes, but nothing significant enough until later when something developed. Pretty dire medical issue developed both in my eye and in my left leg. So that right there gave me that progression that you're talking about. Um, first from denial all the way up to the realization that this is serious. You got to do something about this. And you got to do something about this quickly because if you don't and you continue on this road, it could have some really serious dire consequences. So yes, I, I did experience what you're talking about. And even though everything you shared is very serious and it's scary and it is not positive in the least, what I really find amazing, and that's what I wanted to share your story with the listeners of Soul Health Mentor, because transformation is something, yes, it takes action. And yes, it takes changing your diet and finding a type of exercise you enjoy. And it takes all the things that I remember talking to people about when I was a corporate health coach. But what I found is that it takes that emotional, um, this emotional moment that you had, I am not going to lose my leg or my eye to this disease. I find that to be a very potent, very, very powerful transformational access point that will have you change and that's what I really want to highlight in your story, because that just blew my mind, because I yeah. met many people that, in, especially in the corporate health coaching setting, that, that will not do anything, even though they are, they are about to lose their leg, and they might even lose their toe or lose their yep. leg, and there's still no change. And I would love to talk about what you are definitely not the same person you were. You're someone that has overcome something really big. What was the blessing in all of this? So the blessing in all of it was that when I decided that I had to do something, it was first, not in my heart, but in my mind that that pivotal moment change took place because I decided in my mind that this is something that can be managed. It does not have to manage me why am I allowing it to do that, right? So that it was in the mind, I had to change the way I was thinking about my food, about my sugar. I had to change the way that I was going about it. And so in my mind first, it was like, well, you know that you should be eating healthier. So that's where we're going to start. You know that if you start to eat healthier, then your body will follow suit and you'll feel better. And then your blood sugars will follow suit and they'll come down. And your A1C will also follow suit and it will be in the normal ranges if you do what you need to do. It was just, it was something clicked in my brain and not only because of what was happening to me, because I knew this was a family history. We had, in my family, I had my grandmother who had diabetes. I have an aunt who, my mom's sister, one of my mom's sisters, she had four, three sisters. She, there was four girls, um, had her leg, came to America from the Caribbean to have her leg amputated 
from diabetes, sugar complications. Um, then I have, my father got a little bit of diabetes, but by then I was kind of managing it well. So I was giving him advice, but it runs in the family. This, those are not the only people in my family that had it or had you know, consequences from it. One aunt lost the leg. I had another aunt who almost lost the leg. I have an aunt who did go actually blind. So it's it's it was in the family. This is something that I knew my family, I was predisposed to it. My family history and family tree dictated that you know, a couple of us had diabetes and they didn't handle it. I was not gonna be the same. I love that. I was, it, everything just came into place. It was like, You've seen this before. You know what happens. You know what could happen. Is this what you want? And the answer to that was absolutely not. I, that was not what I wanted. So I, that's when I decided I was going to make some changes. And then from there, it was food choices. And I didn't I, like salads. I hated I, salads. And I just, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to really yeah, sure. highlight something that is very, very valuable to highlight so yes. let's just really clarify that diabetes one is hereditary and it's genetic and yep. it's not something that diabetes two represents. Diabetes two is in Germany is called lifestyle diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that was the most common excuse I heard is that, well, it runs in my family, but let's just clarify that in that moment, because you don't have it in your genes, it is a her hereditary thing by lifestyle, by choice. Yes. So, so, so you actually were a negative pattern disruptor in your family line. Yeah. It's very important to see. And being a, a, a someone that is disrupting a negative pattern is also always a pioneer. So in your family, you were the pioneer that said, this is not okay, just because my family line was okay with it. I'm not okay with it. So I really just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. And then I understand that your mind did that click. And of course, that is mindset. And of course, mindset is really important. And when I say that heart moment, I kind of am talking about, I have one favorite saying that goes, if mindset is king, then embodiment is queen. Mm. And your embodiment is doing the thing. Yeah. And, and that is something very, if you feel into the energy, it's very heart-based you're doing it for yourself and your self-care and to disrupt this negative pattern. And I just really wanted to highlight that because I think you underestimate the powerful story that you have. And, and I'm hoping that the listeners can either relate or they know someone in their family that is going through things and maybe they could send this episode to them to give them that body, mind, heart, and spirit connection. Yeah. And coming to the, the spirit connection and the soul connection. So you've become this whole different person. You disrupted a negative pattern in your family line. And what I also often find is that when we overcome something so serious, something new opens up. And I often like to call that a secret dream. And I call it secret because if you're, if you would have, if you would have not been you, and if you would have 
stayed stuck in that negative pattern, that disease would have managed your life from there on out. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I, if I hadn't changed, yes, it would have. It would have followed me. Um, but when I changed my mind and when I decided to do something totally different, that's when everything changed for me. I st- I, it opened up my mind, as a matter of fact, to more choices of things that I didn't really do before. As an example, um, I didn't like salads. I hated salads. But I figured if I'm going to be healthier, I probably need to eat a good one. Right? You know, I need to eat more salads, need to eat more vegetables, need to eat more um, protein and just, just healthier whole foods. So that was the part of the mind change, but it also opened up my mind to take in things that I normally hadn't taken in before because I wanted to be healthier, because I wanted to learn about healthier ways of doing things and because I wanted to lower my sugar. So yes, it opened my mind as well. I love that. It opened your your for me, it's and and it's totally okay that we're talking from two different just perspectives because they are my my diabetes um, too was very very mild and I was I was listening when I was getting the, the pebbles thrown because yes because I w- worked in the fitness industry so I had a really good connection to my body and I knew something was wrong and it's it's a different story but I imagine us being on a bridge and we're at the different ends of the bridge and we're meeting in the middle and yeah. the listeners are able to listen to this really amazing transformational journey that you went through. And for me, the whole sugar thing was that I was addicted to sugar and I was looking for the sweetness of life. I was looking for life's sweetest fruit in the sugar where you can't find it. Uh And and I was wondering when, when it opened you up to all this new possibility via this click in your mind, did it also open you up to new possibility in your heart to experience life's sweetest fruit instead of having sugar? Yes. So I actually opened up my mind and my palate to new foods and to substitutes for sugar that I probably would have said, "Mm -mm, no, thank you to before. So it it opened me up to try new things. It opened me up to determine what I put in my mouth and make better choices, change my mindset and make better choices for my health, knowing that it would be better for me in the long run. If I didn't do that and continued on the other road, that would have some dire consequences that I did not want to experience at all. Yeah. Almost went there, but didn't go there all the way. And so that right there was the determining factor. And it was, do I want to live or do I want to kill myself? Do I want to die slowly with, with, with sugar? Or do I want to live and enjoy life? So it opened me up to trying new things. It opened me up to realize that life has a lot to offer that you haven't even experienced yet. And you want to go out that way? No, you don't. You want to experience life's pleasures. You want to be able to travel. There's other things that you want to be able to do. You you have friends, people that love you. You want to be able to enjoy those people and to enjoy your life um, before you, you know, your maker's ready for you. So why not? be healthy? Why not do better? Why not take your health in hand and, and put it under control? So yeah. Yes, I love that. And it is beautiful to give the listeners just inspiration and empowerment. You can change if you want to change. Yes. And illuminate 
that you don't have to do it in big steps. You can do it in baby steps and you don't have to wait till it gets so serious. So I had this wonderful conversation and I know mindset is very important to you and that's totally okay. We're all different and we all show up different, but just in the context of soul health mentor out of your mind and into your heart wisdom, what would be your wisdom in regards to if mindset is king, embodiment is queen, how would you express that best in your words? I would say that how you think, that's how you are. So if you want to change the way you are, you have to think differently about the way you've been doing things in the past. It's just a must. You have to decide, you know, what's the worst thing and what's the best thing for you and to make a choice based on that. What are you, you have to want something badly enough in order to then will your mind to change, which then wills your body to accept the changes and do what you need to do to make those change manifest. So for me, it was, I don't want to lose a leg. I, I mean, I don't need to lose a leg. I've seen this happen already. I don't want to lose my sight. That would be really devastating to me to lose my sight. Because I like to go places. I like to see things. I like, you know, I, I enjoy nature. I enjoy the what life has to, to offer. So for me to be deprived of that because of something that I'm doing to myself and not adhering to a better lifestyle, that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable to me. So just to know that you have to want something badly enough, you want the end result to be a positive one and not to continue down a road where it's negative and it's going to end you in a place that you really don't want to be. So it's it's more than just the mindset. It's what is your why? Why do you want to change? Why should you change? You know, what's the benefit of you changing? What is going to be better for you if you do change, what's going to happen that's more beneficial to you with the changes that you incorporate into your life? So it's it's it's, it's going to be the one the thing that keeps you going and keeps you doing the right thing, even if you fall off every once in a while. Because I'm not going to say that you're perfect when you make up your mind. No, you sometimes you fall off the wagon a little bit. Sometimes you make a mistake. Sometimes you just want what you want. But the the key is to be consistent in the more positive behaviors, as opposed to falling back into the negative on a consistent basis. So you have to continue to do the. If you fall off the wagon, the thing is not to beat yourself up, not to say it's all over because you messed up, but to get up off the floor and to get on the horse and to keep going and to keep doing the positive things. Because what happens with that, the consistency will now become a habit. If you're consistent, it will become a habit and it'll be you know, become part of who you are and you'll continue to be more mindful before you eat, before you put things in your mouth, before you make those food choices, you'll be more mindful of that. Yeah. You know what I'm hearing? What I'm hearing you sharing your wisdom. I'm hearing the, yes, the mindset and it's more than mindset. And what I'm really hearing as a core message is you can do hard things. Yes. Absolutely, because it's not easy, but you can do it. You can do hard things. And thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. I just wanted to let the listeners know that I'm going to put all of the information that Janice has for you 
into my show notes and you can reach out to her via her link tree and you will find all the details on the show notes, on the blog, and the link is happywholesomelife.com slash blog. Thank you, Janice. Thank you so much, Nadia, for having me. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Krauss. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing.